Hello and welcome to Ollie and Kyle on the Couch. Been a couple of weeks away actually. We've obviously been enjoying the Euros. Been a fantastic tournament I think so far. Obviously a bit disappointed with Wales going out to the last 16 stage. But I thought Denmark were a fantastic team. And we've done pretty well to get the last 16. Obviously last night we've seen England get through to the semi-finals. Along with Italy have gone through as well. Along with Denmark and along with Spain. So we should see some pretty good semi-finals I think, on Tuesday. And Wednesday, Tuesday is Italy-Spain. Wednesday is England and Denmark. Obviously with a final up on Sunday should be... Um, yeah, should be good. Kyle, have you enjoyed the tournament? Yeah, I have. A few surprises, obviously, with the likes of the, all the group of death going up by the quarterfinals. I think a lot of people would have predicted at least that one of them would have been in the final, France, Germany, Portugal. So that was, that's been a big surprise so far. Obviously, Switzerland have been the best of the underdogs, um, you know, almost and Spain, you know, as well on penalties. So... Probably going to be England in the final, probably England-Italy, you know, my best Spain-Italy again could go either way, but Italy just looked so so superior against Belgium, we watched them the other day, they were just in control the whole game, I think, they don't think they, looked yeah, like, I agree, I think. they weren't hanging on or anything, so I think if it's England-Italy in the final, it could go either way, but um, yeah, obviously there's no football today, so we thought we'd do a do a podcast about all-time Premier League 11, Chelsea, Tottenham. We're going to pick a couple of contenders for each position, have a discussion, and then uh, hopefully come with um, a start at 11. We're going to do 4-3-3 Yeah, so we're going to do 4-3-3. We're going to pick an all-time Spurs 11, an all-time Chelsea 11. Um, we're going to pick three contenders for every position. Um, and if there's any dispute... Uh, the final vote will actually go to the person that's not a fan of the club. So, if there's any dispute on Chelsea, I'll make the final call. And if there's any dispute on Spurs, you will make the final call. Exactly. That's how it's going to go. So, um, let's do goalkeeper first then. Um, start with Chelsea, shall we? I think um, probably is one clear contender here. But I think, um, obviously, Petr Cech's going to be in the mix. Who else would you put in there, Carl? Would you put Mandy in there? Was it a bit early? Um, would you look at the Hoy, Karin? Who else would you put in there in the top three with? Uh... I'd put Mendy in there, but he's not going to be in my top. And Kudacini probably as well. Kudacini, uh, you know, we, he played two full seasons of the Ranieri. He was excellent and been a, a backup for Czech. And when called upon, he's done brilliant. So, yeah, in the mix. Uh, I mean, I'm happy to go for Czech. I don't think, you know, you can. he's won everything. He's, you know, most caps as a goalkeeper. Uh, was there 10 years, so... I can't see past Peter Cech mate, in that position. Yeah, obviously I agree with that. I think you know, Peter Cech, one of the um, all-time best Premier League goalkeepers. If you're talking about a Premier League all-time 11, he's certainly been a mix. So I think I, I totally agree with that, Peter Cech. Edging out. So who's, who's the other two? So we've got Mendy and... Kudacini. Kudacini. Okay, so um, top three Spurs keepers will be um, Hugo Lloris. Um, then it will be Ian Walker and Paul Robinson. Um, I've actually left out Eric Torsvet, which maybe I should have put him in, but those certainly could be the best ones. And for me, it's pretty clear that you know Hugo Lloris has won a World Cup. He's you know been he has been a leader for us. He has made you know he has made mistakes, and he, he will continue to make mistakes. I, I won't forget the the, the the season that Leicester won a title and made a, a poor uh, mistake against Alexis Sanchez. We were two two one up against ten men. We could have gone top, um, and our kind of title challenge fell away after that. But He'd still be fantastic for us. Obviously, the penalty save against Man City at home in the first leg of the Champions League quarter-final um, helped us massively, obviously, get through to that Champions League final. Um, 
He's just been, he has been a fantastic signing for us, fantastic player. So, yeah, Hugo Luis, what's your thoughts, mate? Yeah, I think, apart from Luis, I think Spurs have always had mediocre goalkeepers. They haven't really had a, you know, someone who's going to be their number one for like two, three, four years in a row, like Luis has. Um, like we said, likes of, you know, Walker, Robinson, Sullivan, they were all sort of average goalkeepers. So, yeah, I can't see past Luis, mate, to be honest. Yeah, okay, so it's pretty clear then. So, in goal, we've got Peter Chak and Hugo Luis. So, right back for Chelsea, mate. So, you got a, who's your three for Chelsea right back? Um, Pablo Ferreira. Okay. Um, Cesar Aspilicueta. And Dan Petrescu, I'd Ooh, say. I'm going for Rhys James then. No, I don't think Rhys James has done that for me. Um, well, the, the other three, they've been at Chelsea you know, longer and more consistent. It's got to be Aspilicueta, I know. Yeah, I'd say because Aspilicueta's been there, what, he's signed in 2013, so nine years. You know, he's, he's won everything now at the club. Um, he's probably an underrated player. Um Paulo Ferreira did have two solid years there, you know, under Mourinho. Then the third year, he sort of dipped away. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go fast, quick. Won, won everything with Chelsea. Uh, he's a leader. He seems to be a leader for Spain as well. So um, I'm happy to go fast, Balotelli. Right. I scored didn't he against the uh, Croatia. He scored against. Yeah, yeah I, I can't can't dispute that. I think Asper Quetta has been. Um, yeah, one of the best defenders in the Premier League for the last, last couple of years, I think, has been absolutely fantastic. Um, maybe not the best going forward, but, you know, defenders defend up now, and he's, um, he's certainly got that. In terms of Spurs, um, Mike back. Again, I think that'll probably be a pretty clear number one here. Um, so, obviously, I've got Kyle Walker in the mix. Um, I'm actually going to put Serge Aurier in the mix. Um... I go for Justin Edinburgh as well. No, I think um, no. no, I just don't think he played for us long enough. Um, Edinburgh's got a lot of love at the club. Obviously, died quite recently. Um, sorry, I want to put him in just for for that reason. Really, his son Charlie's doing a lot of good fundraising and stuff for the club. Um, and he's been really good for us. I think he's been an underrated player. You know, scored against Man United. Scored a couple of good goals for us. Um, but you know, the, the clear winner here is, is Kyle Walker. Yeah, no, no, no. Just a fantastic player for us. I think when we were at absolute best in the Pochettino, we had those wing, uh, sorry, the, the fullbacks bombing on with him and Rose. Um, he was just he was he was phenomenal. I always remember the, the the winner he scored against Arsenal from twenty twenty five yards. He had pace. I don't think he's actually he's still a good player, but I don't think he's quite the player now that he was then. He had more pace. Um, just wonderful to watch. A pleasure to watch. We signed from Shaft United with um, Kyle Norton actually at the same time. And I think he's actually, you know, one of the best white backs in Premier League history, to be honest. And he's, you know, he's obviously the England white back now still, many years later. So I think it's pretty clear that Kyle Walker is the white back for, yeah. for the Spurs all-time team. So we've got a left back there, mate. So obviously you've got, I guess you've got Ashley Cole and Alonso in there, have you? Cole, Alonso and the So would be in the mix. Um, Ashley Cole, for me, won the most FA Cups than any other player. I think he's got seven. Um, again, won everything at Chelsea. Um, it's a great, probably one of the, if not the best left back in Premier League history. Certainly, you know, in the top three. Um, great signing from Arsenal in 2006. I think he became a better player at Chelsea. He was great at Arsenal. I think he matured, seemed to, 
you know, to go on to another level really. Um, system player, scores goals, defends, pace. Ashley Cole for me, make no doubts. Yeah, it's difficult to argue that. I think Alonso obviously hurt Spurs a lot of times. I think Alonso's more of a wing back. I'm not sure he's defensively as strong as Ashley Cole, but anyway, yeah, absolutely. Ashley Cole's probably the best left back the Premier League scene, I would have thought. So um, he's obviously in. So my three left back is um, my three left backs are um, Ben Davis. Going to give him some love. He's been in the club a long time. He's done a good job for us. Danny Rose, again, he's left on a free chance. I think he's gone to Watford. Um, Disappointing the way he left. Disappointing the way that the, it's been handled. But I just don't want to forget the fact he's been a fantastic left back for us. Um, scored in his debut a magnificent goal against Arsenal. Um, and then Reggio, I just think, is a magnificent player. But for me, I only go for I only go for Danny Rose. Um, obviously, you can disagree and call it, but I just think Danny Rose, you know, playing the Champions League final, he was a England starter. His career's gone a bit downhill, but at his best, he was a fantastic left back. Like I said earlier about Kyle Walker, when we had Walker and Rose, you know, running down those those full back positions under Pochettino, that was when we were at the absolute best. When we, you know, were competed for the title two years in a row, um, lost out to Leicester, unfortunately, and lost obviously lost obviously lost out to you guys. We had Vertonghen and Alderweireld in centre defence, but those full backs at that time was. They were fantastic and really a heartbeat to the team. So I think, you know, no other Spurs team in the 90s or you know, we have a close to competing for a title, but Danny Rose was up there competing for a title. So I've got, I've got to go for Danny Rose. What's your thoughts, mate? Uh, what's your thoughts on Asu Akoto? He played left back for a couple Right back, he was. Uh, and Ziga played a couple of games of left back. Yeah, he did play left back, more of a kind of wing back. but Wing back, yeah. I just think, yeah, I remember that. I think it was a volley, wasn't it, against Arsenal? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, White Hart Lane. Um, seemed to be a fan's favourite. I'm not sure what happened. It sort of fizzled out, didn't it? He went to Newcastle as well, didn't he? For a bit yeah, on loan, yeah. On loan. Um, sort of, I'm not really sure what happened there with, with Rose. when he had a full out maybe, with the, with the club. But um, Similar to the goalkeepers, um, Spurs have never been blessed with left-back, but they really are you know, an outstanding left-back. You know, world class left back, and I still, I still don't think Davis is world class. I think he's just an average player for me. Um, and Danny Rose is is the best of the bad bunch for me. I'd say, yeah. So we have okay. to go for Danny Rose. Okay, so we'll move on to centre back then. Um, maybe we'll choose like five or six to choose from in terms of centre back. Yeah, so we use both um, centre backs and use six. Yeah, do you want to go first then? So in the mix is going to be... Dossie JT. Yeah, John Terry, Cavallio, Gallas. Ivanovic. He's more of a right-back for me. Um, Desai. Would Thiago be in the mix after this the season? Yeah, Thiago and probably Rudiger as well, or maybe LeBerf instead of Rudiger. Probably LeBerf instead of Rudiger, I'd say, yeah. For Terry's, Terry's got to be in, hasn't he? Terry's so, going to take the left side position for me. Let's take that the easy one. Obviously, John Terry's got to be in one of the best centre-backs in the Premier League history. A, Second one might be a bit more tricky to me. It's just a toss-up between Cavallo, Desai and Gallas, really, I'd say. Um, Gallas played a bit across the back four, didn't he? He did play yeah, a full-back a bit back, as well. Right back. Um, 
guess Carvalho did have that. What about Gary Cahill? You're not putting him in the mix, are you? Nah, he's, he's not in the mix for me. Same as David Luiz, not in the mix. I go for Desai, mate. He's won the, you know, okay. won, won the World Cup, um, won the Champions League with Milan. Um, yeah, just when you think of a you know, world-class centre-back, Desai, he's going to be in the top in the top 20 really so I'd go for Desai he'd make with John Terry as a solid was he as Basso when he went to Chelsea that's the only thing I'd ask was early it when he passed as pass? he was I mean Terry learned from him uh, early 2000s when he came to Chelsea from um, from Milan um, early 2000s and then obviously when you know Terry it was coming through I saw he sort of took his position and didn't he like 2002 um but like late nineties, early two thousands, he was still a still a good player. Um, okay. So yeah, happy to go for Desai, mate. Tyrone Desai, yeah, pretty good combination, mate. So um, my Spurs centre backs, um, Lady King. Yeah. Jonathan Woodgate. Yeah. Michael Dawson. Toby Alderweireld. And Yamba Tongan. I'm just gonna pick those five. I don't think. And actually, I'm gonna pick a six. Um, just because this guy was an absolute legend, um, captain of the Epic Cup winning team in '91. I'm gonna put Guy Mabut in the mix, even though he's not gonna be probably in the mix of the team. Um, you know, six pretty good centre backs actually. I think it's um, good to choose. So I think um, I don't want people to forget how good Alderweireld and Matongan were. Um, they're still starting a belt for Belgium now in a major tournament quarter final. Obviously, they're past their best, but in their day, they were both absolutely phenomenal defenders, absolutely fantastic defenders. Um, so I don't want people to think, oh, I know, they are past their best now, but we're talking about people at their prime, and at their prime, they were absolutely magnificent players. Um, but for me, the, the first person I've got to put in is, um, you know, Mr. Spurs. I've met the guy, he's a fantastic player. Um, unfortunately, he had his injury problems, would have played more for England. He was around at the time of obviously Terry and Ferdinand for England, but you know, Ledley King was just a magnificent defender. So the first name that sent it back to me is Ledley King. You happy with that? Yeah, I am. I think his injuries have spoiled his career. Um, could have been you know one of the you know one of the top ten defenders in Premier League, I'd say. Um, So the Chris second one, yeah. second one, I'm actually going to go for Yama Tongan, just because I want that right foot, left foot combination. Yeah. Yama Tongan's a left footed centre back. Um, I think he's one of the best signings we've made in, in the Premier League. Um, obviously, he's gone to Benfica now, he still supports the club. Magnificent defender. He's played left back as well. He's actually scored some, he's actually scored twice at Old Trafford, scored some big goals for us, scored twice at Liverpool. Um, Wonderful player for us, a real leader, just one of the best signs we've made. And for me, just edges out Toby Alderweireld just because I want that left foot. Right foot. I think Vatongan and King just just sounds like really, really strong. So I'm going to go for Jan Vatongan. Yeah, happy with that. I think it would be a toss between him and Alderweireld up in Woodgate, even though we obviously won the League Cup for you guys. I think he really did enough. Yeah, Dawson was great as well. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, Vertonghen and Ledley King's pretty strong. So Defensive re- midfield then. Should we just recap the back four and the keeper then? So okay, so for Spurs, I've got Lloris. Yeah. Um, I've got Vertonghen. 
and I've got Ladley King. Yeah. I've got Kyle Walker and I've got Danny Rose. And I've got Petter Czech, um, Aspel Aqueta, Desai, Terry and Ashley Cole. Okay, so we're going to go for defensive midfield next. Ooh, this I've actually thought that might be quite tough a decision for you it is for me. Yeah, this this Well, do yours first. Obviously, it's, you know, Kante and Makaleli, I assume, are going to be two of the three. I'm just going just gonna to name them two because I don't think anyone else really is going to be. I mean, I could could you play SCN now with that? No, I'd play SCN a bit with it. would be Mikel. So it'd be Mikel, Makaleli, and Kante, and I saw holding with okay. that. Mikel was underrated, to be honest, but he was never obviously going to be better than Kante or Makaleli. Makaleli sort of changed. Since Makaleli, a lot of teams have been playing a holding midfielder. Because if you remember in the olden days, you know, Vieira and Petit, they weren't really a holding. Keane scores, yeah. he was sort of just a flat back four. But he sort of changed the 4 3 3 with a holding. Obviously, he won two Premier League titles, he's won the Champions League. Kante won everything at Chelsea, so. I know we've wanted to win all the cup. And he's won back to back Premier League titles. It's got to be. With different clubs. just for me. Yeah, it's a tough call, though, isn't it? Yeah, just I've seen him in the Premier League for less than yeah. well, a bit longer, so happy to go for Kante uh, as my holding. Um, okay, for me, um, there's one player I'm not going to put in this position because I want to put him further forward. I think that's Musa Dembele, just to, to spoil it. Um, so I'm going to go for Hoypier as one of the three. Um, I'm also going to go for Victor Wanyama. I thought it was absolutely fantastic for us for a number of years, actually. Um, and it's tough, to, if, if I'm honest. Um, it's probably a position we've, we've never really excelled at. It's probably... Um, you know, everyone talks about the kind of Spurs soft end about it. It's probably, it's probably right with um, the players we obviously played. Eric Dyer there. Um, Okay, some other other players there, but um. Would Anton ever play a sort of? No, he's never never a holding midfielder. Um, so for me, I'm I'm only gonna name those two actually. I think it's between Wanyama and Hoybier. Eric Dyer probably is the third one, but I don't think he's in the, the class of the other two. And actually, gonna uh, gonna go for Hoybier. Yeah. I think um. He's been, just been a fantastic sign. He's one of obviously we had a disappointing season last year, but he was one of the highlights of the season. I think he's been absolutely magnificent for Denmark this season. He's taken on the reins of, of a kind of leader for Denmark after the Ericsson incident. I think he's had more assists in the tournament than anyone else, um, which is you know phenomenal for a defensive midfielder. Um, he runs all day, never gets injured. He's just an absolute machine. Um, so I'm going to go for Hoybier. Yeah, I'd agree with that, mate. Again, Spurs really haven't had great players in that, in that position. I think Hoybier is a stand-up for me. Um, the holding in field, so I can't argue with that. I'm going to name six players now in the sort of two number eight, number okay. ten positions. Um, so obviously Lampard is probably going to be in my team, but so he's in the mix. Balak, uh, Sen, Fabregas. Does Mount come in here or no? Uh, I'll put up a mountain. Um, I'll put mountain, yeah, sort of the number ten. Um, Probably the other one would be. Not Torginio, no? Kovacic? Torginio would have come under the, the holding midfield. Yeah, yeah, maybe Kovacic. So Lampard's going to be in there. And. 
Lampard a 10 then, is it? And then a 10 will. Yeah. Tough, I know. I'm going to go for SEN, actually. No, I'd probably be going for SEN as well. Malak, but SEN, remember that when the goal he's got against Arsenal, it's one of the best goals I've seen in Premier League history. And the way to play, I think, SEN. He was, yeah, and he was playing, you know, he quite versatile as well. He was playing right back. He started right back in the Champions League final against Man United, so he's, you know, he's played the holding midfielder as well when Lampard and Balak's been the team. So, yeah, I'm happy to go for Essien. He's got a great energy and it's a nice balance with uh, Kante, Essien and Lampard in the midfield. Yeah, it's a pretty good mix, actually. So, um, I think I don't know my two are, actually, but um, maybe I don't. There's a couple more, actually, that... So I'm going to put Darren Anderson in the mix for this position. I think he's more in a kind of midfield position. Um, obviously, Christian Eriksen's in the mix. Um, Moussa Dembele is in the mix. Um, Luka Modric is obviously in the mix. Um, I'm actually going to chuck Jermaine Jenison to the mix. I think he's been a, a really good player for us. Um, Tonga and Dombele are going to chuck in the mix. But if I'm brutally honest... It's tough. I got two between three, mate. That's that's, that's my problem. So I've got, I'm honest. I've got. Modric. Yeah. Ballon d'Or winner. How can I put Luka Modric in? Yeah. Um. I got Moussa Dembele, which is absolutely magnificent for us. And then I've got Christian Eriksen. Yeah. So I have got those three players. And I've only got two spots. What's your thoughts? Uh, Modric and Eriksen for me. I would for him personally. Um, remember a couple of big goals Ericsson scored, you know, against Man City, obviously that's the Stamford Bridge when they won for the first time. He seemed to be you know, we had like two, three years didn't he where he was outstanding. But yeah, Dembele has been fantastic, he's got energy. Modric's got, I think it's between Ericsson and Dembele. Modric's got to be in. Modric's got to be in. It's, so it's, be in. it's between Ericsson and Dembele. Um, I will have the final say if we don't come to a decision. Um, you will. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll go for Modric for me for now. And okay. see what you go for. And then you know it's going to be Modric's final say if you don't agree with Modric. Yeah, I'm gutted, but... Yeah, I'll, I'll go for Ericsson. Um, again, obviously, he was... Involved in two kind of title challenges, involved heavily in a Champions League final run. Obviously, what's happened this doesn't make a difference really, but wonderful player for us. You can't believe I'm leaving out Dembele, but obviously you, you've had to leave out you know, top, top world-class players yeah. too. So this is the first one I felt like that um, I'm gutted to leave out a player. I kind of full-back and centre-back. I wasn't like, oh, I'm gutted I'm going to this time. I, I really am. Um, so Moussa Nabelli gets a shot for me wonderful player for us but when you've had Modric and Ericsson at your football club these are some of the best players in the world Modric won a Ballon d'Or it's just astonishing so it's got to be Modric and it's got to be Ericsson so to recap the midfield then I've got Hoybier Modric and Ericsson really good midfield yeah so you've got um, Kante Lampard and Nassian be a good battle, that would. Okay, so we'll do wide, wide forward players first, and we'll move on to striker after. So, so three in the mix, then for a left, and then do three in the Maybe do six for the two, is it? Six for the two, yeah. So in my mix is going to be, obviously, Eden Hazard, uh, Iron Robin, Joe Cole, Damien Duff, um, 
I think we've got Verner in the, in the mix now and then Pulisic. So yeah, I thought we might say Pulisic. They're going to be the sixth, I think. For me, on the left, it's got to be Hazard. Yeah. Was there for, you know, nearly 10 years. Um, great player. And just so comfortable on the left, cutting in. So Hazard, for me, is on the left. The right is tricky. Like, I am Robin was great, but he was only at Chelsea for a couple of years. Same with that. Joe Cole was great. Pulisic, Pulisic has been decent. Decent's not good enough for this, mate. He's got to be Iron Robin because he cuts in mm, from the right yeah. to the left. I think it's more natural for him to be on the right of maybe all the others. Um, Joe Cole could have put in there, but yeah, this thing, Iron Robin. You know, I remember a great goal he scored against Norwich, a solo goal. He's he's obviously won the Champions League with Bayern and become a you know even better player since he left Chelsea. So I'm gonna go for Iron Robin and Eden Hazard. Okay. Um, I just think this is easy, mate. I just it's easy, mate. Yeah. It's, um, like you know the the players I'm gonna say. I I'm not gonna name six. I'm gonna name two because they are two. Um, obviously one of overall you've got that white bird. You know it is obviously human son and Gareth Bale. Yeah. You know, Bale on the white son on the left. It's like, like it's uh, it's not a difficult scene. I yeah. think that uh, by far the best players you've had in those positions in family history. I think your friend Freeze probably. Um, yeah, the forward one, the, the strikers probably, you know, Defoe, Berbatov, Keane, but, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be Son, Son, Kane and Bale, the front three for all-time Tottenham Hotspur, you know, it's just, Son and Bale are just way, way ahead of everyone else. It's pointless having the conversation, really, so yeah, Son and Bale. Um, and I think you're going to go for Drogba. Yeah, the only ones I could put in the mix, really, is Diego Costa and Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, really. Um... I loved Hasselbank for Chelsea, but, you know, didn't really win enough for me, and it's never going to be, he was more of a link-up player with Kid Johnson, he's never really held the line like Drogba, just hold, and I can see Drogba holding the ball up and just bringing Hazard and Robin and Lampard, you know, into play, and yeah, he's won everything, he's, he's my all-time, you know, top striker for Chelsea, top three players. Didier Drogba leads the line alongside Eden Hazard and Iron Robin. Should we move on to a manager? Okay, well, yeah, we'll do manager as well. Um, mine was going to be uh, Pochettino. Obviously, um, never won a... I could have picked managers, obviously. Won trophies. Uh, one day, Ramos and George Graham. But, you know, Pochettino, obviously, he kind of took us from nowhere to, you know, competing for titles and to a Champions League final. So, for me, it's got to be, obviously, we haven't reached the levels that you have. So it'd be more interesting to probably listen to what you've got to say. So you've got two managers who won the Champions League, you've got managers who won the Premier League, so I'm going to go for Richard Pochettino. More interested what you've got to say, actually. Yeah, I think if we had this conversation in two years' time, depending if Tuchel won the Premier League by then, Tuchel would probably just sway it over Mourinho, but Mourinho won three Premier League titles with Chelsea, you know, changed the Premier League when he, when he came in terms of put Chelsea as a force. Um... Three Champions League semi-finals with Chelsea. Should have won it with Chelsea still. I still, still feel that was an opportunity missed. The players we had in 04, 05 especially. Um, Liverpool, BS. So, but yeah, it's got to be. He's still a successful manager. In the, you know, no matter, I feel personally he's lost it a bit now. But in terms of, you know, at that time, defensively mind, tactical genius. Uh, knew how to play against the big boys, you know. 
win at home, don't lose away was his mentality and that happened you know, year in, year out. So Mourinho for me, but it could be too cool if we have this conversation in a couple of years' time. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. So next we're gonna um it's gonna get a bit spicy now probably. Um so we're actually gonna go for the two teams we've got and we're gonna try and pick a combined team. Ooh, naughty, naughty so we've got one left in the pod, so this will be interesting. So um goalkeeper we've got Luis against Czech. Um we used to win a World Cup, but I I think it's Pierre Czech. Pierre Czech for me, yeah. Um right back. Um I'm actually gonna go on the Spurs side of the fence here, I think Kyle Walker Edges out Asper de Quart, I think he's been magnificent for a number of years. Um, he's in a play in the World Cup semi final, about to play in the US semi final, potentially a final. Um, won multiple titles in Man City, I think Kyle Walker does edge out Asper de Quart. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, left back, um, Ashley, I think Ashley Cole. Yeah. Ashley Cole's a winner there. Um, centre back would actually like to see John Terry and Ledley King. Yeah, I don't think there's much difference between King, Desai, and Cavalio. I think, you know, if King did have his injuries, he probably would have been a bit better than those two. But I'm happy to go for Terry and King at the back, mate. Um, defensive midfield has obviously got to be Kante. Yeah. Um, then I guess a bit more interesting. Well, Lampard's got to be in the mix, hasn't he? Lampard has to play, but so has Modric. The one Ballon d'Or winner from the two teams. Yeah. So we got Kante, Modric and Lampard. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Balak, Essien are any better than Modric. No. So yeah, happy with that. Um, I mean, the striker's going to be... This is where it gets interesting, mate. Even the front three's going to be a bit... Yeah, Song Hazard. Um, Flip mate. I think Hazard has to play. And then I think it's either Bale or Song. Yeah, um, I think it's Bale. For what he, no, I think it's Bale. Yeah, Bale on the right, isn't it? Cutting in. And Hazard's on the left. Hazard on the bench. But then we have a conversation about striker. Striker, you know, look at what you know. What's Kane won? Kane has won anything. Drogba's won everything. Um, so it's under him though, or the team, or the manager. Bit of both. Bit of everything, maybe. Yeah, for me, it's got to be Dan Bent. Who's <laughs> 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 back to now, are you? Bit of laughing there, viewers, you know. Um, it's, you know. I'd be interested to see who scored more goals, Kane or Drogba, at the moment. I think Kane has scored more, I think. He scored, but they're both in the top 100. Yeah. yeah I might, like, I'm happy to go with Drogba. Yeah, I think. Just I, don't, I don't know. I think Kane's probably the better all round player, but I think. Mostly, yeah, you're right. Drogba's won a lot more. So he's won a Champions League, he's won multiple Premier Leagues. And Kane takes the penalties as well, doesn't he? So maybe that's what's up to his goals. Yeah. The it was always Lampard. You know, Drop has only taken a couple, I think. Yeah. And he's won, he's won everything, mate. He won the Champions League for us. Um, great serve, and I'd say, you know. Yeah, so, well, the only question I've got for you is that, uh, you know, has, has Drogba achieved at the international level? Because Kane certainly hasn't. 
Again, oh, no, I know. Look, Ivory Coast should be should be a good team, mate. They had two a yeah. a lot of good players. Hurricane's yeah. been a, a top goal scorer in the World Cup. He's now scored three goals in the European Championship. So we're talking about players like in their in all round. Mm. If you look at international football, Harry Kane, Batter Strogberg. Yeah. Like if you look at club football, it's pretty close. Yeah. Is he, he's won the African Cup of Nations or Ivory Coast, haven't he? Don't think so. They haven't, have they? Don't think so. I remember they, they've done well in... Um... I don't know, has he scored a World Cup goal? I don't, I don't know if he has. I don't, you don't think... You think Trotter, but Chelsea, don't you? You think Kane, international and club. Yeah. Maybe that might give the edge to Kane, but obviously Trotter's won the, the tournaments. Maybe maybe we'll leave our viewers to decide. Maybe we'll do a Twitter vote, doesn't mean It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that might be too good for the viewers to decide. If I had, if I had a choice, I'd, I'd take Kane, if I'm honest. If someone said to me, look, you can have a 25-year-old Kane for the next 10 years, or a 25-year-old Drogba for the next 10 years, I would take a 25-year-old Harry Kane. I would still take Drogba. Would you? Yeah, I think he'd obviously peak 25 to 30. I think he's, you know, all the goals going to be... Tougher, because they're both absolutely magnificent strikers, yeah. and clearly the best um, strikers we've had in, in I our think Drogba history. holds the ball up better than Kane. I mean, they're both equally as good in the air. Yeah, and then Kane's a better passer. Yeah. Bobby didn't have many assists, did he? Hey, no. Kane led this, led the team, led this, led the league in assists, mate. Yeah. Drogba brings more players into play, but Kane's set potentially sets up more goals. So it was a spin on that as well, really. Um, yeah. I'd let the viewers decide. See what the. Yeah, maybe we'll put a, a vote up, guys. Hope you hope you enjoy it. Um, tough to call now. Mm. Yeah, it's tough to call. So yeah, we've only done 33 minutes. Any, um, maybe we'll have a bit of a chat about the Euros. Um, I've really enjoyed talking so far. I think it's been really good. Um, maybe we'll talk about top five games of tournament so far. Yeah, maybe no particular order. I thought that the... Um, I'm going to put Italy-Belgium in first because I thought that was just... Um, the first half in particular, I just thought... The quality of football was just magnificent in that game. In terms of drama and everything, there's obviously better games that we'll, we'll come on to, but I thought the first half of that game, I just thought this is the best football I've seen for a long, long time. Um, Insignia goal was just a joy to watch. Um, Donovan, I thought, was absolutely magnificent. Um, just two teams going at, the, at each other, um, both going for the win. I just thought, you know, it could have been a final. Just a wonderful, wonderful game of football. So, yeah, I guess I'm going to put Italy-Belgium in there, mate. Um, France-Portugal is going to be in the mix for me as well. Okay. Um, I guess similar to the you know the game we saw yesterday. Two fantastic teams, fantastic players. You know, it was an open game. Finished 2-2 in the end. Uh, three penalties in that game. Bit of a crazy game, but... Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's got to be in the mix. I'll go over Spain-Croatia. Um, watched every minute of that game, just thought it was wonderful. I thought that um, Spain should have killed them off, but Croatia just wouldn't go away. Um, I thought it was the best, actually the best performance Croatia putting in the tournament, um, even though they went to the group, even though they lost 5-3. Was the best the best performance they put in. Their midfield is aging, but it's still Luka Modric is still fantastic. They missed Perisic badly. 
Um, they still got Brozovic, they still got some other players. The way they hit back at Spain, Spain went 3-1 up. We all thought it was all over. Um, Croatia just hit back, wouldn't, wouldn't lie down, and then obviously went to, went to extra time. And the goals in, in extra time were really good. Um, just a yeah, fantastic game of football for 1-0 Croatia. The crazy, crazy goal from, from Croatia. That, you know, Simon just complete mess up. Then Spain came back. Um, Croatia fought back to three all. Then it went to extra time. Um, phenomenal game, mate. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, France Switzerland there is the next one in the mix. Um, so, you know, France three whenever would have thought were two late goals by Switzerland and Switzerland actually beat them on penalties in the end. Some great goals in there, particularly Pogba. You know, Benzema's goal was great as well. Um, so that's obviously in the mix as well and. Think of one more. I think I got one in mind, but it's time to you to pick the last fifth one in the mix. Yeah, my one. I don't know what your one is, but my one would probably be um, Holland against Ukraine. Yeah, that was my one as well. Yeah, um, obviously Holland went two 0 up. Ukraine came back to two all, and then I think it was Denzel Dumfries scored the winner. It was a really good game, probably the best group game that we've seen. I mean, it's been spoiled a bit, but I think we've just seen them back. It's been a fantastic tournament, I think. Um, Bit disappointed from a wasp perspective, obviously that we went out in the last sixteen, but to a very, very good Denmark team. Some fantastic games. Um unless maybe we'll do a quick semi final preview. So what's your thoughts on Italy Spain? Tough to call. Italy favourites. Both at Wembley. Both surprised me, you know, I would never have thought that the winners would come from Italy or Spain starting off. Especially Spain, you know. I feel like it's completely different squads now. Obviously, no Real Madrid players. Um, you know, Morata leading the line. You know, for um, as the main striker. It's, but they they they've surprised me. They've scored you know a lot of goals. Um, I think they scored the most goals ever they all, all together. Yeah. Um, but Italy, Italy have been fantastic. Not just defensively, but going forward, Italy surprised me. You know, you usually associate Italy with a. Uh, you know, one nil. Yes, they did have a couple of one nil wins, but they've seemed to be great going forward as well. With the Insigne, especially, um, I probably just go for Italy to edge it in the end. But I think it'd be a close game. Sure, for you. Yeah, I agree. I think Italy might edge. I think it. Um, I said this against Belgium. I think, but I think Belgium had the better players, but Italy had the better team. I think Italy have got the best manager in the tournament in Mancini. I think they're they play like a club team. They know each other. Yeah. Um, they're good to watch. Um, they know what they're doing. They've got those, you know, monsters of centre back in Kirili and Bonucci. You just will not you will not pass. Just magnificent defenders. I think Italy gonna to tough to beat me. I think Italy are the favourites for me for the tournament. Um but Spain, you know, Spain they'll they'll pass them off the park. They've got Pedri, they've got Busquets. Camerata score, I think probably Spain might make kind of edge the possession, but I think Italy will be more clinical going forward. Um, could go to extra time, but I just think Italy might edge it, maybe 2-1 in extra time. Um, England-Denmark's an interesting one. I think, um, I think everyone in England thinks they've already, already won the tournament, so yeah, I think not the case, they're going to be carried that, away. Yeah. It's interesting to me how Southgate's mixed the team up. So, you know, you didn't even bring on Grealish or, or Foden in the last game. Started with Sancho, obviously they were obviously goals up, so they, you could afford to do that. 
but is he is he not utilizing his talent to the to the maximum? I would question that. Denmark are a very very underrated team, and they got the best. And they got the best defense in the in the, in the tournament. If you include goalkeeper, got Kaya plays for AC Milan. Christian obviously plays for you. They got a, that defense is really really good. Hoiberg has just been absolutely magnificent. All their players play at top top clubs. They're a very very good side. Um, it's going to be tough. But yeah, I don't know. England might edge you, mate. Maybe two one. What's your thoughts? Yeah, it's going to be close to you think, and I think the media, yeah, everywhere you watch, is coming home. And, you know, I don't want England to win for that reason, now, You know, I think they're, they're they're just expecting to win it now. You know, and England rightly should win it when you think about it. You know, every game apart from the last one, which is probably one of their easiest games, has been away. Every game's been has been at home. Other than that. They're probably going to be Denmark because it's at Wembley, I'd say. But if you yeah. something, I don't think it'd be a game like last night. We won't go in it. Um, I don't think Denmark have really got enough pressure on Union defence. Um, so yeah, I could probably see England Italy in the final meet next Sunday. Should be a final that though. Oh yeah. Keep wide away. Again, it feels like the. Um Italy the team against England who've got kind of the superstars I guess mm. Italy haven't really got any superstars Boatti at PSG but um, yeah it should be a good one yeah looking forward to it mate ok thanks for listening guys enjoyed this so a quick one on the um, enjoyed the Spurs Chelsea kind of combined teams and teams on their own and obviously a quick uh, chat about the Euros so um, yeah, we'll probably come back next week um, after the Euros, maybe we'll come back and just talk about how the semis and final went. Looking forward to that. And goodbye.